This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. But then God tells Daniel that something amazing was going to happen And that was that during this kingdom, something was going to happen. And he said that in verse 44, in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and shall stand forever. So while all those earthly kingdoms were being built up and broken down, established and conquered, one following another, while man was setting up his kingdoms, God was at work, and he was gonna set up his own kingdom. In verse 44, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom. So man is setting up his kingdoms, God is setting up his kingdom. And the king in God's kingdom is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ, he is the king of the Jews. And that raises a question, you know, that was over his cross. That raises a question, Jesus, King of the Jews, who are the Jews? You'll never get the same answer from two people in Israel about that. Who are the Jews? Who is Israel? And there's such a disagreement. You know, we're forming a tour company in Israel, and so we said, uh, we said, well, we, you know, we want Jews, and so we said this is a Jewish tour company. The marketing, tar- the marketing company told us last week, if you say this is a Jewish tour, you're, you're only going to get Orthodox Jews. <laughs> you're not, you've eliminated 90% of the Israelis. He says, because, well, okay, well, who are the Jews? Okay, nobody knows. Okay, so now we look to, to the Bible to answer the question, who are the Jews? Well, actually, the Bible is very clear. And it says that there are two Jews, there are two Israels, as it puts it, two Israels, Romans 9, 6, Romans 9, 6. Not as though the word of God had taken none effect, for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. Oh, there's two Israels, and there are. The Bible is very clear. There is a saved Israel, 
and there is a lost Israel. There are two Jewish people. There are saved Jewish people, and there are lost Jewish people. There are two Gentile people. There are saved Gentile people, and there are lost Gentile people. And the saved Gentile people are the Israel that is different from all of the rest because it says in Galatians 2.16, Galatians 6.16, as many as walked according to this rule, peace be on them and mercy, and upon the Israel of God, the Israel of God. The saved Jewish people are the Israel of God. The saved Gentile people become a part of the saved Jewish people who are also part of the Israel of God. That's Galatians 3.29. Galatians 3.29 says, if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And this is what happened to the saved. You get this picture, you can see it very clearly. The saved Gentile people, the saved Gentile Egyptian people that came out of Egypt when the Jewish people left in the great Passover in Exodus 12, 34. Exodus 12, 34, it says, the people took their dough before it was leavened. That's why they eat matzah. And their kneading troughs being bound in their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent them such things as they required. And they spoiled the Egyptians. And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Sukkoth, about 600,000 on foot that were men beside children. And a mixed multitude went out, uh, went up also with them. The Bible identifies this as a mixed multitude. They all leave, the Jewish people and the mixed multitude, the, the, the Egyptian people, and then they get there together and they're in the Sinai now. They're before Mount Sinai and they're one big group. And Stephen, before he dies, he talks about this group in Acts 7.37. Acts 7.37, he says, Stephen says in Acts 7.37, this is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me, him shall you hear. This is he which was in the church in the wilderness, in the ecclesia, that's the word church. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel that spoke to him in the Mount Sinai with our fathers who received the holy oracles to give unto us. I got news, here's a news flash. The church did not start in the book of Acts with the day of Pentecost. The church already existed with Moses. The church started with Adam and Eve. The church is the people of God. The church is the Israel of God, made up of the saved people of God, made up of the saved Jews and the saved Gentiles who have also become a part of the seed of Abraham. It's the saved Jewish people, it's the saved Gentile people that make up the church, the Israel of God. The church has been totally misunderstood and distorted. The church has been misunderstood to be Gentiles who are Christians, has been misunderstood to have started on the day of Pentecost. The church has been misunderstood when there is a reference to the early church, the New Testament church. The church was Adam and Eve, that's the early church. And in order to understand the church, we have to use Acts 7.38, Acts 7.38, to think of the church as the church during Moses' day. We have to use the fact and think of the church as saved Jewish people. We have to use Galatians 3.29, Galatians 3.29, to think of the church as saved Gentile people who become the seed of Abraham. 
We have to use this passage in Exodus 12, 38, Exodus 12, 38, about the Egyptians who left along with Israel. And we have to think of Rahab, the Canaanite, Ruth, the Midianite, Bathsheba, the Hittite, who all became part of Israel to think of saved Gentiles as becoming part of Israel. And then with all these thoughts and minds, come to the correct understanding that Israel, saved Israel, is the church, and it has always been the church, and it's all about Israel. And so now we see that the stone was cut out of the mountain here without hands. That's what Daniel's talking about, a stone cut out of the mountain without hands. That's the king of the church. That's the king of Israel. That's the king of the Jews, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it says here, it refers to the Israel in verse 44, the God of heaven shall set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. The kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces. This is the sound of the seventh angel in the book of Revelation, in Revelation 11.15. Revelation 11.15, the seventh angel sounded. There were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. What's important to see about God's kingdom is that it's the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Daniel 2.44 says, the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, it shall stand forever. This verse shows how there will be conflict and there will be a war against God's kingdom, the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ is in no danger of being destroyed. Think of what happened to Rome and what happened to those other kingdoms and what's gonna happen to every kingdom because this will never happen to the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. No force is going to invade the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ because of Daniel 2.44, but kingdom which shall never be destroyed. No force is gonna win a battle against it because of Daniel 2.44, the kingdom which shall never be destroyed. No force is gonna overthrow it because Daniel 2.44, a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. No fire is gonna burn it because a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. No bullets are going to pierce it. No bullets from Gaza or any other place, Iran included, because Daniel 2.44, a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. No nuclear weapons are going to melt it because of Daniel 2.44, a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. No force is going to ever destroy it. No force is ever going to replace it because Daniel 2.44, a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. No combined forces of hell and earth be able to destroy it because Daniel 2.44, a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. No one will ever read like we're reading today about the kingdom of Babylon. No one will ever read in any history book that the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ lasted for only a certain period of time because Daniel 2.44, a kingdom which will never be destroyed. It will never cease to exist. It will always be because it's a kingdom which will never be destroyed. Now, Daniel further explains to, about this God's kingdom. He says the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, in verse 44, the kingdom shall not be left to other people. The kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ will never pass to a successor. There is no successor to the Lord Jesus Christ because, verse 44, a kingdom which shall not be left to other people. There will never be a revolution to overthrow it because, verse 44, a kingdom which shall not be left to other people. 
The Lord Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church, I will build my kingdom, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it because, verse 44, a kingdom which shall not be left to other people. The Lord Jesus is going to reign forever and ever because, verse 44, a kingdom which shall not be left to other people. He's going to reign forever and ever. The Lord Jesus, the, the Lord Jesus is the one who the Father said. The Lord in, in Psalm 110:4. Psalm 110:4. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. He's a priest forever because of verse 44, this is a kingdom which shall not be left to other people. We pray the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6.13, Matthew 6.13, and we say, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, because of verse 44, this is the kingdom which shall not be left to other people. Hebrews 1.8, Hebrews 1.8 says, but unto the Son, he saith, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever, because of verse 44, thy kingdom shall not be left to other people. God has made it very clear that this kingdom will never stop, and yet, he's made it very clear that there will be conflict in verse 44. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. And this is what the Lord Jesus said when he was here. He said in Matthew 10, 34, in Matthew 10, 34, think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. I am come to set a man at variance with his, against his father, a daughter against his mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's foes shall be they of his own household. And he that loveth father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. God's kingdom is a kingdom of war. And any person that defies the Lord Jesus Christ will be destroyed because of verse 44, it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms that shall not stand. Any people that defy the Lord Jesus Christ, any religion that defies that Jesus Christ is God will be destroyed because of verse 44, it shall break in pieces and consume all these nations and it shall not stand. The devil who has rebelled against the Lord Jesus Christ will be destroyed because of verse 44, it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, it shall not stand. Demons included because verse 44, it shall break in pieces because God the Father said in Psalm two, God the Father spoke in Psalm two, he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his soul dis sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me and I will give thee the heathen for thine inheritance in the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Why? Because of verse 44, it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms that shall not stand. Psalm 21, verse eight, Psalm 21, verse eight says, thine hand shall find out all thine enemies, thy right hand shall find out all those that hate thee. Thou shalt make them as a fiery oven in the day of 
Thine wrath, the Lord shall swallow them up in his wrath and the fire shall devour them. Why? Because of verse 44. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. Isaiah 60, verse 12, Isaiah 60, verse 12. The nation and kingdom that will not serve thee shall perish. Yea, all those nations shall be destroyed and wasted. Revelation 12, 5 talks about the birth of the king when he came to earth. In Revelation 12, 5, already the conflict is there. Revelation 12, 5, she brought forth a man-child who is to rule all nations with a rod of iron. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. It shall not stand. And then, finally, the last enemy to stand against the king and to defy the king is identified in 1 Corinthians 15, 24. 1 Corinthians 15, 24 says, Then cometh the end when he shall deliver it up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall put down all rule and all authority and power, and he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Death itself. All this will happen. He will destroy death because of verse 44. It shall break in pieces and consume all the kingdom. It shall stand. The kingdom of Christ will outlive, it will outlast, it will outwear, it will outperform, it will outmaneuver, outwit, outpower, outmatch any kingdom, person, or people, or religion that stands against it. And from the time before he was born, or when he was born, men went looking for the king of the kingdom. They went looking for the king of the Jews in Matthew 2.1. Matthew 2.1, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and are come to worship him. Where is he? That's the stone cut out of the mountain that's whose kingdom will not be destroyed, whose kingdom will not be left to other people, whose kingdom will stand. Where is he? Where is he? And the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ is made up of people who have been saved by the blood of the king. It's been saved by the blood of the king Jesus and have their sins washed away by the blood of the king Jesus and the blood of the King Jesus was shed on the cross. And that's why over his cross, it says in Matthew 27, 37, Matthew 27, 37, they set up over his head the accusation written, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Man calls it an accusation. God calls it a proclamation. And that was the truest statement that ever came from a Roman ruler. And he was the one who put that statement over the cross. This is King Jesus here. King Jesus is building his kingdom by saving people on a cross. And this cross, as the hymn says, in the cross of Christ I glory, towering o'er the wrecks of time. So Daniel now focuses on this stone that destroyed all the kingdoms, he says in verse 45. He talks about the stone, and he says in verse 45, thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands. The stone. It's cut out of the mountain without hands. That was the point. That's what was seen. What is the stone? Psalm 118.22. Psalm 118.22. The stone which the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner. Cut out of the mountain without hands. 1 Peter 2.4. 1 Peter 2.4. We come to this stone. To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious cut out of the mountain without hands. 
Matthew 21, 42, Matthew 21, 42 says, Jesus saith unto them, did you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner? This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. Cut out of the mountain without hands. All this was done without the hands of man. It was done by the Spirit of God. And then it says in 2 Samuel 23, 1, 2 Samuel 23, 1, the last words of David, the last words of King David, the last words of the psalmist, David, the son of Jesse, said, the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of, of the God of Jacob, the sweet psalmist of Israel said, the spirit of the Lord spake by me and his word was in my tongue. The God of Israel said, the rock of Israel spake to me. The rock of Israel spoke to David, cut out of the mountain without hands. And he said, the Lord is my rock. 2 Samuel 22, 2 Samuel 22, verse two. It said, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My rock is the Lord, cut out of the mountains without hands. Uh, cut out of the mountains without hands. That's the rock, that's the stone. The Lord Jesus Christ attended no school because he was cut out of the mountain without hands. The Lord Jesus Christ studied under no rabbi because he was the stone cut out of the mountain without hands. The Lord Jesus Christ went to no seminary because he was a stone cut out without hands. It says in 1 Peter 2.7, 1 Peter 2.7, unto you which believe, he's precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made, the head of the corner. The Lord Jesus Christ didn't win any election. There was no Knesset that elected him in Israel. He was disallowed of men, but he was the stone cut out of the mountain without hands. He is the stone from Psalm 2.6, yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. He was set there by God because he was the stone cut out of the mountain without hands. The Lord Jesus said in John 8.23, John 8.23, he said unto them, you are from beneath, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. He's not of this world because he was the stone cut out of the mountain without hands. He that cometh to me, he said in John 31, he that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. The Lord Jesus Christ was not earthly because he was the stone cut out of the mountain without hands. The first man was of the earth, earthly, earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven, 1 Corinthians 15, 47. 1 Corinthians 15, 47, the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. The second man is the Lord from heaven because he was the stone cut out of the mountain without hands. And the Lord Jesus Christ, when he was here and he began his public preaching in Matthew 4.17, Matthew 4.17, it says, from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He never spoke about the kingdom of earth he spoke about the kingdom of heaven because he was the stone cut out of the mountain without hands. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for our King, King Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that his kingdom will last forever and ever. No successors. Lord, it will destroy all the enemies. We thank you, Lord, that our King saved us by dying on a cross and shedding his blood for our sins. Hallelujah, what a Savior. 
in Jesus' name, amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.